3: He's breaking it down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here, so much more importantly. Alex Pritz is our very special guest, and he's a, a wonderful documentary, film director, cinematographer, and he has uh, just got a tremendous resume. Uh, be uh, behind him in in a lot of different things. Uh, this is his directorial uh, debut, The Territory, and uh, and he's listen. He's done a lot of things, done a lot of things really uh, really well. It premiered in the World Cinema Competition at Sundance 2022, and it won both the Audience Award and a Special Jury Award for Documentary Craft. And uh, not a bad way to uh, start out on on uh, on the road here. Um, <laughs> Uh, let me just introduce now uh, Alex Pritz and uh, and bring him in. Alex, how are you?
4: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
2: Well, listen, I'm thrilled, uh, thrilled to be here and thrilled to have you uh, talk about this. Uh, give us a little overview before we get into a, a little more about you. Uh, give us an overview of The Territory.
4: Yeah, The Territory is a feature documentary film, 90 Minutes. Uh, And it's about the fight for the Amazon rainforest. Uh, It follows a group of indigenous people that are defending their homeland, a beautiful area of pristine rainforest that's been surrounded on three sides by deforestation. So it's essentially an island of forests surrounded by farms at this point. And we're following these, these young indigenous leaders as they begin to use technology, drones, cameras, along with their bow and arrows, to defend this land. At the same time, we're following a group of farmers and settlers that have taken it upon themselves to colonize, burn, and then slash away at this protected land in hopes of turning it into private property for themselves.
2: What, what was the, the genesis of this project? Uh, when, did, when did it germinate in your mind? Because obviously, it's, uh, you hit on all cylinders here. Uh, when did it start?
4: Uh, it started for me in 2018 when I read about the activist at the center of our film. Her name is nadina and she's a six-year-old woman who had been fighting tooth and nail um, you know, against these forces of deforestation, working to defend the forest and defend indigenous people, uh, and doing it in a part of the world where everybody is against her. I mean, she receives death threats weekly at this point. Her kids have been threatened. And I just felt really drawn to, you know, her force's spirit. And so I reached out and said, hey, I love what you're doing. I, I'd love to learn more. And this was in 2018 as the elections in Brazil were kind of heating up. And I said, it looks like if this president, Jair Bolsonaro, wins, your life could be turned upside down. And so the film really then follows from just before Bolsonaro comes into power, follows the uh, trajectory of his his presidency and and its effect on these frontline communities
2: yeah uh, just uh, just tremendous how much different is the project uh, the end result than what you expected it to be
4: (laughs) so different yeah I mean I think that's the number one thing in filmmaking is you've got to be flexible you've got to adapt to the story you have not the story that you thought you were going to tell and for us, the big curveball came with COVID, when I was cut off from uh, the indigenous community, especially because of their lower immunity to foreign diseases. They said nobody can come into or out of our territory um, for the next year, and so for an entire year, I, I couldn't see them. And what we ended up doing, I think, is you know the best part of the film. Now they took over. The production themselves for the final chapter of the film, this indigenous community um, begins filming themselves, begins uh, you know taking over the production of, of our documentary film, and uh, leads to some really big uh, themes of you know narrative autonomy, identity, uh, blew up the film in some really creatively interesting ways.
2: I think. Yeah. If you're just joining us, you're hearing the voice of Alex Pritz. And he is uh, award winning uh, filmmaker, which is a nice sound to it right a uh, documentary filmmaker and he is uh, he is terrific and uh, we'll find out a little bit uh, more about his history here but the territory um, is a national geographic uh, doc now it is right uh, national and uh, and it'll, it's streaming already starting today on Disney and Disney plus so uh you gotta you gotta absolutely watch it. It's a must watch the territory. Uh Alex I can we get a little a little history if you don't mind uh, about you. Give us a, you know the, the two minute version if uh, if you can. Uh where did it all start for you and, and when did you start thinking about something like this.
4: Um, you know I grew up in Ithaca, New York, upstate New York and it's a really beautiful part of the world and I was lucky to grow up with some Friends who I'm, I still work with, uh, Will Miller, producer on the territory, and Jack Weissman, executive producer on the film, um, are childhood friends of mine since fifth grade, and and we would just ramble around the streets of Ithaca, making films about ourselves, making films about the world, and um, you know it's it's always been a part of my life having a camera and and trying to document the things around me. Uh, I studied environmental science and philosophy, and so took a lot of these filmmaking ideas plus uh, you a know, real interest in in the climate and our planet and would like to keep making films about this type of thing. For a while, I was a cinematographer on other people's films. Um, and, and this is, I've said, my directorial debut.
2: Yeah, listen, when you... Uh, when you add all those things uh, in and when you're talking about the environment and making films about the environment you're, you're talking about important work especially now uh, where we're coming to that we've already come to the uh, to the junction where uh, where we we must start taking all of this seriously uh, you're in a uh, a nice uh, you have a nice combination of interest in, in in a subject and now now the credibility that comes along I imagine your life changes dramatically uh, with the Sundance uh, uh, awards and the different awards that uh that happened have you felt that yet
4: Oh yeah it's you know we didn't expect to get into Sundance this was a little film with a big heart for for so much of production we you know grant applications and we didn't have any big uh you know big backers behind us and so to get into Sundance and then to be acquired at Sundance by a major distributor like National Geographic um, and Disney Plus just means so many more people are going to get to see your book. The impact of of that work is just magnified 10, 15, 20 times. And so we feel really lucky. Yeah, And it's been a, a great year of, of just getting the film out there and making sure it does land in a way that that can affect um, people's understanding of the Amazon
2: listen Alex uh, great work congratulations on on all your success but I mean this is just this just uh, above and beyond what anyone could have uh, expected in your particular spot but you hit it out of the park congratulations can you give us a website or a social media site where we could follow along the territory uh, and and also you
4: yeah um, if you go to natgeo docs on Instagram or the territory dot film website is uh where you can find more information as we said it's on disney plus starting today so this is its u.s streaming release um anybody with a disney plus subscription can can see it now and yeah i hope you do thank you so much
2: alex pritz thanks for being here all right thanks national geographic folks uh you know that's uh like instant credibility but again they they picked up a sundance a Film award winner for documentary, and it was the other thing that he? Uh, I, was, I was reading before when it uh, when it came up. There's two oh the audience award and the special jury award for documentary craft. So, uh, listen, uh, not bad coming out of the box. Uh, a lot of cinematography work beforehand, and you know that's uh, that's where his his success really was. It's a long list of, of credits that come along there. Uh, but he's right, you know, when you get the, the credibility of, of Nat Geo and, uh, and Disney Plus, you're in good shape. Frank McKay signing off. Alex Pritz has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.
3: This is Breaking It Down with your host, Frank McKay, on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone. To breaking down, Frank McKay here with Alfonso Ribeiro, and uh, everyone knows him from Silver Spoons, A Different World, certainly the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, uh, as Colton Banks, but so many other things, Dancing with the Stars, and uh, for our purposes here, uh, the the host of America's Funniest Home Videos, and it is uh, it is terrific, and he as he is as good as they get as far as being a host, and a special. Uh, weekend here uh, coming up in a, uh, you know, a couple of days. Uh, we'll, we'll see a holiday episode. And uh, without further ado, let me bring in Alfonso. Alfonso, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic. How's
2: it going this morning? Uh, doing well. And, and listen, uh, you, you do this well. You do a lot of things well. But uh, you, you definitely host well. And uh, you just uh, you never take away from uh, you know, what's supposed to be there. You present it. you got charisma. You're funny. Uh, you, you do this very well. Is this something you've always wanted to do over the years when you were a kid? Did you think, hey, I could, I could host. I could be very good at this. Because whatever you do, you do very well. You know, I,
1: I wouldn't say that I, like, thought about this, like, in the past where, you know, before um, the opportunities came to me to be able to be a host. Uh, yeah, I never thought of that. But then, you know, an opportunity came and I I hosted my first show. It was a show called Your Big Break. It was a Dick Clark show.
0: Yep.
1: And, um, you know, immediately I was like, oh, I like this. Yeah. It's where I get to be myself, but I don't. I don't have to like become this other character. I could be me, and people can start to get to know who I was and not the characters that I'd played and I felt like it was really natural and really easy for me to do that, and then I continued to do it and then i, I did a game show and I did many other shows and then and then a f b came around and so yeah i just I, I I wouldn't say that i that I wanted to do this for a long time before. But the moment that I did it, I was like, ooh, this is, I think this is great for me. I think this is
2: absolutely perfect. You, you know a lot of people just can't do it a, a lot of people and and when I say a lot of people I mean a lot of people and and they'll admit it they'll say I, I just I'm not comfortable with it I tried it, it it just didn't fit me you you do it very well you're not over the top you're funny you're you're loose you're comfortable uh, it's you know it's a gift it's a gift to be able to uh, to host and and especially this the the videos are the funny part what can you tell us uh, about this weekend uh, without you know spoiling, of course, uh, do you have you seen every single thing that uh, that you're presenting already? Are, are there any surprises for you?
1: No, I mean the, the whenever we shoot an episode, uh, the, the the format for me is they send me the videos. I watch only the videos that I'm going to do voiceover for, um, and then we do those. And then so once I get to the actual taping of the episode. Um, there are videos that I haven't seen, so I get to laugh along with the audience for the, with those videos because they're new to me just like they are to the audience. Um, so once we get to the taping, we do see the entire show right? because so, we, ta- we have to shoot everything and we, we air each video for the actual audience. Now that's because the audience is back. But for the seasons where we stopped having an audience, we stopped showing the videos. So there were actually videos that would be on the show that I had never seen because I wouldn't watch those videos during um, during voiceover work. Um, but no, everything in this in this episode uh, coming this Sunday I have seen. There's no shocking moments that will be for me. But but it's I always like to say more of the same, but always very different. Uh, we've got great holiday videos that will get everybody in the holiday mood but in a great way of doing it with laughter. Uh, there's a lot of funny bits uh, this week. So I think everyone should, you know, get get their holidays started with a little holiday cheer, a little holiday fun and laughter.
2: Uh, look, I know a lot of people are waiting to talk to you. Do you have a quick website or a social media site to give us before you go?
1: Um, I mean, obviously, uh, I'm, I'm on... Uh, TikTok, I'm on, you know, um, uh, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, it's Alfonso underscore Ribeiro on Twitter. The real Alfonso Ribeiro uh, on 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 Instagram, and and, uh, and I don't even know my TikTok handle, but <laughs> we'll find you.
2: We'll find you there. Yeah. Hey, sure. hey, listen. Congrats. Uh, we'll be watching this Sunday, and uh, we'll be talking about it as we let you go. Uh, Alfonso, uh, thanks for popping by for a little while.
1: Absolutely. Appreciate it. Have a happy, happy holiday.
2: You too. Alfonso Ribeiro, everyone, has been our very special guest and uh, he, he's terrific. He really is great in this, uh, in, in this role and it's the role as a host of America's Funniest Home Videos and uh, yeah, he does it well. A lot of guys and a lot of gals just don't. I mean, they, they aren't comfortable with uh, the whole thing and you know, you really have to be uh, I you know you have to it, you know put kind of your ego to uh, to the side and you uh you know you're presenting the, either the guest or in this particular case he's presenting the uh the videos and you know it's it's not really about it. he's got a comment bob saget did it did it very well and bob saget uh, you know logged in more uh more time on TV uh than just about anybody I could think of I mean between you know w- when you when you Take into account re, uh, repeats of uh, Full House, and uh, you know how I met your mother as a you know just think about it Bob Saget as a narrator for how how I met your mother, um, and uh, and the host of uh, America's funniest home videos or whatever. I he he made I, and you know certainly as a stand up and by the way a blue stand up. I mean he was he had a, you know in pretty dirty act. And you don't think of Bob Saget as uh, Saget as being that, but Bob Saget did a, a lot of things very well. I'm thrilled to have him on the show. Um, uh, you know, obviously, uh, it, we we got an opportunity to talk to him once, I think, before his passing. But you know, that's a guy who made a lot of money, but logged in a lot of different time on uh, on different roles. And I'm not comparing the two. There's uh, t- uh, two different careers. But both of them have, uh, you know, they're comparable because they've done this. This uh, very specific uh, role is hosting America's Funniest Home Videos. And, uh, and I, listen, they both did it, uh, you know, they both did it in their own style. And they did it well. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro, uh, right, he played opposite Will Smith in, um, in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I don't know much about the show, to be honest with you, but um, he played uh, uh, Carlton Banks, and, and if I know correctly, that was the rich kid, right? So he was the opposite of, of Will Smith, who was, um, uh, you know, who uh, again was playing the street kid, quote unquote, uh, Philadelphia street kid, and uh, you know, he moved out to uh, Bel Air, right? And and uh, Carlton was the the real, you know, aristocrat. And you know, so he's uh, he played that role opposite Will Smith, and of course Will Smith went on to uh, superstardom and and to foolishly slap Chris Rock. That was uh, yeah. I don't I don't know what the ultimate fallout is going to be on the Will Smith Chris Rock. Situation, right? I mean, you know, some people said, "Oh, he ruined his career." I, I don't know. People get do a lot worse things than that. And by the way, I thought it was ridiculous. I'm on Chris Rock's side you know, uh, that, that that he would walk up there and lose his mind like that and just slap Chris uh, Chris Rock. But uh, you know, we'll see how that how that all plays out. Uh, we don't know yet, right? We I guess we don't know till his next set of movies or um, or whatever comes up. Uh, you know, you never know. But anyway, uh, Will Will Smith from that show that uh, Alfonso Rivera was on, uh, you know, went off and and into superstar land uh, after that. And you know, I don't know if uh, if people, I don't know if you could anticipate that coming from a show like that, where um, you know. But again, uh, Will Smith is another guy who's had a, a tremendous amount of I mean, award winning. Uh, career for sure but I, I don't know if you could have judged Will Smith off of that show if you're looking at him uh, you know would can you predict that he's going to to go on and do serious acting serious movies and um, you know he, he did music right and he did um, uh, you know sitcoms and, and you know the rap and the, the friendly clean rap um, could we have predicted anything that, that that happened after that. It's it's hard to predict superstardom. But anyway, uh, uh, Alfonso, maybe the next time we get him, we'll have him for a little while longer. Maybe the next time we get him, uh, you know, ask him that question about Will Smith. A lot of the people who know him are all like, oh, don't ask me questions about the slap and things like that. It wasn't even a case with Alfonso uh, R- 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 Rivero there. it just uh, someone called me and said, hey, you, know, uh, you, you want to do a couple minutes with Alfonso? And he just happened to be um be around and I'm I'm always ready to go um and I said yeah sure and we've had him before a uh, good guy and, and again uh, does this role very well so check him out on sundays uh, america's funniest home videos alfonso ribeiro is the uh, is the host of that uh, that show and it's uh, it's been popular for a very very long time also did dancing with the stars and um The the chicken, uh, the 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 the, uh, the, scratch that the cooking channel, uh, reboot of Unwrapped 2.0 series, whatever that means. I'm just reading it. Um, Frank McKay signing off. Alfonso Ribeiro has been our very special guest uh, from America's Funniest Home Videos. Uh, We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down. This
3: is Frank McKay. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay. Long
2: Island Vibes. On
3: 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays. Now, here's your host, Frank McKay.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with a, a great actor. I mean, he really he's an actor's actor, and everyone says it. His name comes up in conversations when you're talking to other actors. Jeremy Sisto is our very special guest. The third season of uh, of uh, FBI is ready to go. And again, you know his work from Six Feet Under, Law and Order, Grand Canyon, I loved him, and Clueless going back. I'll tell you what, there's a movie I, I love, and I've seen it five times. And uh, it, it's funny. It's uh, it's you know it's a tennis theme or whatever. It's it's great. I just found out he wrote it. I had no idea, and a friend of mine told me. Hope I have that right. But Breakpoint is absolutely terrific. This must have been five, six years ago, and I, I've watched that movie five times. I just absolutely love it. Jeremy Sisto, how are you?
0: Oh, hey, good man. I'm so happy to hear that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I put a lot of. Uh few years into that yeah i co-wrote it and produced it and and uh and so yeah it was it was a lot it was a lot of effort so i'm always happy to hear when people have uh, have enjoyed that movie
2: yeah and and you know what i've i've seen it literally seen it five times i recommended it to people and people have thanked me and for whatever reason yeah. i i mustn't pay attention but i had no idea you wrote it yeah do you do a lot of writing
5: i mean i do some i'm not
0: i've got some Character defects <laughs> <laughs> it, it, within the uh, you know within the writing room. It just takes a lot of um, it takes the ability to sit down for a long period of time at a at a typewriter. Uh, actually, people use computers nowadays, I guess. But uh, if I had a typewriter, I would sit down. <laughs> um, I enjoy developing things a lot, and uh, and I feel like I mean I, and I have stories within me, but. Um, you know, so I have I have I've had different partners over the years, uh, and that's that's always a challenging thing to uh, to write with somebody else. Um, but anyway, so so I, I I would not consider myself like um, uh, I, I don't consider I don't see myself necessarily as a as a, an active writer. I'm, I'm an aspiring writer, I suppose, and I do have some projects that, you know, um, that I'm working on with, you know, with studios, and networks and stuff that that. You know, could could possibly uh, come to fruition in in a, in a big way, but uh, but I do find it ex- extremely challenging.
2: Yeah. Well, listen, great movie uh, you put together back then, and again, uh, more, listen, the reason you don't get a lot of writing in, you're constantly working. I mean, FBI. Here's another. I mean, this is another show that you're gonna have all of these uh you know all of these episodes on and it seems like it's gonna go on forever I love it and, and again it's uh it, it we're, we're certain for a third season here which is absolutely great um when you first saw the script for this or first saw the whatever treatment whatever you got uh for the idea did you did you know do or do you know instinctively that that these shows are going to last or is it always a crapshoot sort of
0: well, listen, when you sign on to a Dick Wolf show, you know you have better right. better odds than than most. That said, you know, even Dick has had you know many shows that have not yep. come to fruition. Um, uh, but I had just you know come out of uh, what three 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 seasons or three different shows, one for two seasons and the other for a single season uh, that just didn't find uh, a big enough audience, and uh, and so that becomes frustrating and so i was i was excited to to jump back into you know um, uh, a world where the prize and the aim the objective was clear uh you know dick was trying to create a franchise um that had legs the same kind of legs that uh, a show like law and order had or has, I guess, and, yeah. and so I was excited about jumping into that, um, and I was excited about the role that he was looking at me for. Um, now honestly, I wouldn't have been as interested in, uh, you know, being one of the main detectives on the streets, chasing down the criminals and asking questions, and, you know, talking to the crying victims. <laughs> I, I really enjoyed this concept of uh, what is a real thing, um, where you, when an active case is going on in the FBI, they open this big room where agents, analysts, and members, uh, you know, uh, associates from a bunch of different agencies, up to 50 different agencies, um, all gather in this room, and all the information is very at their fingertips, active, there's a lot of shouting, and, and mainly by this one, one person who's keeping it all together, and so that idea seems like a really fun one to, uh, to explore, and I get to stay warm in the winter.
2: Yeah, uh, you're yeah, absolutely right, and yeah, definitely Dick Wolf. It always has a better, uh, the odds are always better. You, you got a Dick Wolf uh, uh, program. It's going well. I, the thing that always amazes me about you, and you know, I'm serious. I mentioned Breakpoint to different people, and they've come back and they've loved it. But there are so many people who watch your work who identify you at different roles. In other words, like I could say you to this this one woman I know, my friend's wife, I, I could say Jeremy Sisto, and she's all oh, six feet under, and and that's what it, it, It's almost like that's the only thing you've ever done is six feet under right. because she's so pumped up. And then you know, most people say Law and Order, and people bring up Clueless, but it has to be fulfilling. To look back at a career and you 're still a young guy i mean let 's face it you 're not you, you know you 're not a kid but you 're not an old guy, but you you 've got a bunch of different roles that are completely different from each other that you 're identified as and i I would imagine i 'm yeah. not an actor, but I appreciate good acting I, I have to imagine that's uh, that 's the goal right I mean when you start out you 're like, boy, if I could just pull this off and uh, ex- basically yeah. exactly what I said. It uh, has to be the goal, and you have to look back. You have to be pretty proud of what you've done.
0: Yeah, proud, and also just feel fortunate. But I do. I Sometimes I meet I met a guy the other day who's like, Yours is the career that I want. That's all I want. It's yeah. kind of this kind of version of a career, and it's good for my kids, too, in the sense that, yeah, I'm not like, you know, thralls of fans are not following me down the street, um, but I get recognized a, a lot and for very different things. So. Um, yeah, I feel very fortunate that I've been that I've been able to to jump into into different things, and I I credit that a lot with Alan Ball could um, kind have of giving me that opportunity on Six Feet Under because very I very easily could have been uh, someone who uh, after Clueless became that guy who Clueless and and right um, it was you know kind of difficult to see me as anything else, but he. You know, uh, saw in me something um, uh, kind of deeper and and more more um, varied, and, and so he wrote that role, Billy Chenoweth, who, you know, bipolar, very um, kind of uh, you know very bipolar, yeah. <laughs> very different versions of himself, and uh, and it went on for five years, from when I was what twenty five to thirty or something. So it really did. Uh, you know, allowed me to be seen uh going from a boy to a man. So that was a big thing and then yeah, Dick Wolf, you know, uh seeing me as a detective kind of opened people's eyes to the fact that I could play those kinds of roles and then I got to jump back into comedy with suburgatory. Yeah. And so yeah, I've been I've been very fortunate to, to, to be able to jump around like that.
2: I, I thought Wicked City too uh, you did uh, you did some good work on that. That's that's completely oh God, underappreciated. Yeah,
0: that's, i agree yeah I, I always feel like that was I, I would just watch it again a couple of years ago and i was like that
2: was a good show
0: people for whatever reason, it's weird with tv because they just review like the first episode sometimes yeah and so it got kind of bad reviews but i watch it and i'm like this is a really unique interesting show and uh so th- again, thank you for bringing that. You brought two up that I feel are great that uh, that don't get a lot of attention.
2: Yeah, you know, let me tell you, the easiest thing in the world to be, and I tell my kids this is is a critic. I'd rather be the guy they criticize or the gal that they criticize than 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 the critic themselves. but right. They missed that. Yeah. Wicked City is, is is dynamite. Everybody should binge that, and it's you know it's quick. Uh, everybody should uh, should watch that. And but Breakpoint, I recommend everybody watch Breakpoint. It's uh, it, oh. it's light, but it it's like light comedy but it's it's excellent it's just well written well and and again congratulations on that congratulations on everything certainly the new season of FBI and and that's a must watch jeremy sisto uh, give us a a website a social media site somewhere where people could follow along with what you're doing
0: yeah uh well tune in this week this is a good, great episode um yeah I, I think i'm jeremy sisto on um on on Twitter, I think I'm Sisto, Sisto, Sisto on Instagram, or maybe vice versa. <laughs> but yeah, feel free to follow me there. I'd, I I go through series. I go through periods of posting more than others. I'm, I'm me not too. Too super active right now, but I could get back into it at any point. So follow me.
2: And everybody, watch the episode for sure. The next episode of FBI. It's just it's it's a must watch. Jeremy, thanks for being here.
0: Thanks so much for having me, man.
2: Jeremy Sisto, everyone, it, it, really. Uh, He is a terrific actor, and I'm not kidding you. Uh, Watch Six Feet Under and then watch his work in Law and Order. I mean, it's just completely different guys. I mean, if if you're not watching closely, if you're not paying attention, you have no idea. By the way, I'm not kidding. I've watched Breakpoint like five times just as as a background thing, a light thing to watch, And, and it's terrific. I had no idea that he wrote it. Somebody recently told me he wrote it, and I... I don't know how the hell I could watch it so many times without picking up on it, but Jeremy Sisto really is a, a terrific... It sounds like a terrific guy. We've had him on a couple of times, but, you know, it's short sample sizes, but he, he sounds like a very humble guy, and like you said with his uh, his kids... Um, you know, I'm sure, I, I'm sure his kids' parents, you know, his, his kids' friends' parents, uh, you, you know, know his work from all these, you know, these great roles. But, yeah, again, he's he's right. I mean, if he was just the guy from Clueless, it, it would be one thing. But, you know, he, he picked up a very complicated role and Six Feet Under – and like I said I'm not an actor but I appreciate good acting. He's he's terrific. Jeremy Sisto once again is our very special guest has been our very special guest. Grand Canyon, check him out in Suicide Kings, but Wicked City, check him out there. He's he's terrific. Um Jeremy Sisto, uh the new season of FBI is upon us and again it's uh it, it's Dick Wolf and it's it's terrific and uh, check out the, uh, the next episode and everything else and binge watch everything else. Jeremy Sisto, everyone, has been our very special guest. We'll see you next time on Breaking It Down.
3: In many ways, Long Island is the story of America. It's Breaking It Down with Frank McKay.
2: Long
1: Island is definitely the place for you.
3: Now, here's your host, Frank McKay, on 1071 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.
2: I'd like to welcome everyone to Breaking It Down. Frank McKay here with Paul Walter Hauser, a uh, terrific actor, and you've seen him in so many different things. Uh, it, he was great in The Black uh, Klansman. Uh, I saw him in a short, and and people know that uh, uh, I, I love shorts. I saw him in a short, and it was a, it was a, a romance i think it was called kiss me when i'm down or kiss me while i'm down but it it's great it is absolutely great and uh and he's in it it's wow. a very short film uh but it's great it's a romance a guy gets involved with his uh, his friend and he acted in that and it's it, it's just wonderful everyone should check that out uh today we'll be talking about Blackbird and it's streaming it's the miniseries streaming on on Apple TV but uh he does so much so much wonderful work over the years uh an actor's actor uh Paul Walter Hauser how are you
5: Thank you so much Frank I appreciate being on your show and I I uh, an actor's actor is maybe my favorite compliment I've ever received that's that's the kind of guy I I hope to be. That's the kind of work I try to do. Thank you for watching that short film, Kiss Me When I'm Down. I wrote that. I produced it. I directed it.
2: Ah, I I didn't know that.
5: And it's on Vimeo. If anybody wants to check out my, my short films, I've directed three short films that are all on my Vimeo page.
2: Well, that's a great one, and I mean, it, it's great. I, my son and I are in, into, uh, into short films, and we check them out all the time. I didn't realize you directed it as well, but I, I was like, I, it, it, it's just wonderful. And it's, you know, it's a, it's a short, but it, it's absolutely great. Uh, one day, I've got to get you for a longer period of time. We've got to talk about your films. Uh, I would love to have that conversation. In the meanwhile, let's talk a little bit about Blackbird. Can you give us an overview of the series without spoiling?
5: An overview, um, it's The Departed meets Shawshank Redemption. It's a, based on a true story in which a an imprisoned man by the name of Jimmy Keene was asked if he wanted to get his prison sentence reduced by eight and a half years and be freed uh, early if he were to go befriend a serial killer and get a forced confession out of him to lead to that serial killer's um life sentence and keep them behind bars so that's the setup uh karen edgerton of rocket man fame plays jimmy keene i play the serial killer larry hall and it's a great sort of psychological thriller and and a character driven piece that dives deep into the psyche of the brokenness of man and why we do what we do um I, I'm really proud of the show. I think I think people are going to be captivated by it.
2: Yeah. I, well, I I am already. Just the, the brief description is uh, is intriguing. Uh, do you look at films? And and uh, this is almost a rhetorical question, right? But uh, do you look at things differently as they come across because you're a writer and you do your own films? Um. Yeah. I think
5: I think I interpret in a different, unique way. Where. I take certain liberties of maybe rewriting some dialogue or improvising, but it's it's never abusive or egocentric. It's really about being additive in small ways, being additive to the character and the story, and and keeping it most honest. Um, and then also, you know, I love all departments. I'm fascinated by set design and. Costume and wardrobe and stunts and you know I want to know everything so I approach it from a very um, ambitious sort of excitable fashion.
2: Yeah, well, listen, uh, just terrific. The the body of work that you've put together uh, is impressive, and and the quality within that body of work um, is impressive. I, and if you don't mind, you, you know, we we uh, touched on on you uh, directing. You mentioned directing. Uh, that short that I love. Uh, do you, as a director, remind yourself of anyone that you've been directed by?
5: Um, not particularly. I guess I would say the closest person I would attribute it to would be uh, Craig Gillespie a little bit, where Craig comes uh, very prepared, knows exactly what he wants, but is also open to... Interpretation and letting his crew or cast surprise him. I think I'm a little more like that. But I'm also... I love guys like Adam McKay and David Gordon Green, who, at least in their history of making films, were notorious for
3: doing wild
5: lines, wild takes, trying things that are very left of center, and and then seeing what sticks.
2: You know, getting back to the, the series Blackbird uh, for a moment... Uh, it sounds, you know, shaving eight years or eight and a half years off of your sentence, it sounds like a no brainer uh, to me. And again, you know, certainly, you know, reminding not to not to spoil. But uh, I imagine most people would take the deal, even if it involves getting involved with a a, a serial killer. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sure that's a, a question that, uh, that you being involved with the with the film uh, would ask yourself. I mean, is it a no brainer, uh, or or do we have to kind of watch to figure out?
5: No, it, it it's it's something you got to kind of watch and explore and follow. I i i just went into it going, of course I know what what the story is. It's sure. so obvious. But that was because I part, you know, I was partaking in the making of it. Uh, I've had many people come up to me on the streets or on social media and they say things like uh, I had it figured out or I didn't have it figured out or I was shocked to find out. So it's like I think I underestimated the fact that it is a bit of a guessing game if you don't know the real story.
2: Have you played a serial killer before?
5: Uh, No, I don't even know if I would have done the project if, if I had played a serial killer before. You don't. That's not the kind of thing you do
2: twice, I don't. Think. <laughs> That's right. You don't want to be typecast as a serial killer, right? I mean, is that? Nah, yeah. no, you know, I, I don't want to go do a John Wayne, Gacy
5: limited series. <laughs> I'm okay. I got, I got it out
2: of my system. Yeah. Well, listen. Like I said, you've uh, you're an actor's actor. You're terrific. I could see you in anything, and uh, from a romance to to this, and this, I'm looking forward to uh, uh, to binging real quick. And and a reminder: it's Blackbird, and it streams. on on Apple TV and uh, I'll I'll be watching it I can you tell us anything else about uh, what you're doing before you go Uh, anything that we should know about you and and what your immediate plans are uh, beyond Blackbird and and if you can uh, leave us with a a website or a social media site so we could follow along with what you're doing thanks man I'm
5: I'm working on finding the next great role, I have a couple offers, but I don't really know what it is I'm going to do yet. Uh, it's tough. Blackbird went so well that it's hard to know what to follow it up with. You you really want something good because that was such a tremendous experience and reception. I did a movie called National Anthem with Sydney Sweeney. comes out next year. I did season two of The After Party, which is a hit, hit comedy show yep. over at Apple TV+. Plus. And then I did an animated film for Netflix, which which comes out next year. So, uh, lots to look for, and hopefully uh, I'll keep doing uh, work that makes people want to chat with me.
2: Paul Walter Hauser, uh, thanks a million for being here, and congrats on all your work. Thank you once again for being here.
5: Thanks, bud. Tell your son I say hello. Thank you. I will.
2: Paul Walter Hauser, everyone, terrific talent and multi-talented, as we find out here. Uh, check out his short I, I, I love watching shorts and uh, this one's quick I don't know if it's 10 minutes long or 15 minutes long. I I don't remember but uh, I, I saw it I think during the pandemic we were just watching shorts like crazy and uh, kiss me while I'm down or kiss me when I'm down uh, he said it and I'm just going off of memory on it um, but he uh, yeah he's he's a very good actor him and it'll be interesting to see him as a uh, as a serial killer playing, um, you know, playing this character. But it sounds like a no-brainer, right? If you're doing a long stretch in jail and you got a chance to get eight and a half years off your sentence, and uh, and y- you've got to you've got to come out uh, and and try to convince a serial killer, uh, you know, somehow I think you could, you know. Uh, you you could take that chance I'd rather be outside dealing with a serial killer than um, and knowing it's <laughs> knowing that it's a serial killer the the danger in that is um is of course uh not knowing uh, you know <laughs> being friend, being friendly with somebody who who you don't know is a serial killer which we we might, especially being on Long Island we uh, we might all have that uh, uh to uh, to be concerned about uh Frank McKay here uh again our very special guest uh is a terrific actor and his name is Paul Walter Hauser uh Blackbird is uh is the name he's in Cobra Kai and um uh, the after party he mentioned uh but he's got a long long list uh uh Cruella um a, a show named Calls he did a very short stint on there uh i'm just kind of looking uh, uh Reno 911 he did uh, he did six episodes of that uh, right now. Or oh, Richard Jewell. He played Richard Jewell. That's right. That's, um, that's a, a weird character. that was the bomber, right? Or the sus- uh, suspected bomber. Um, anyway, our very special guest once again has been Paul Walter Hauser. Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on Breaking It Down.
3: He's Breaking It Down so you don't have to. This is Breaking It Down with Frank McKay on 107.1 WLIRFM Hampton Bays.